Steve Spiro, you're a mentor, you're a consultant, you're a business owner, but most importantly, you're a host of your own show and you're also a master connector. Steve Spiro is one of my idols and I love listening to everything that he does. He's such a dynamic individual. Some of the topics I really enjoy speaking on is how to really connect, you know, whether it be in person or through social media. I love to lead with my weaknesses. I lead with, you know, my vulnerabilities. It's fine because I'm okay with who I am. Number two is how to go from being inward focused, self-focused into others focused. Being willing to give and, and go out there and, and, and look to serve, that will attract the right things. Another one is on leveraging LinkedIn to really grow your business. You can reach a lot more people. You can broadcast a message to people that actually consented to want to know you. And then lastly, overcoming big obstacles. I love sharing. I was a shy, introverted kid, picked on, bullied, learning disabled, dyslexic, really in a dark place. I was really in a box in the shell. And I've been able to break out of that box. And, and so I love being able to inspire people and really help them. So the Master Connector was born. The world is my networking event, right? I meet people all the time. My goal is to meet three strangers every single day. Steve is open to meeting you. You should set up a face-to-face -face with Steve. One little conversation can really change your life. Thank you very much for LinkedIn. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being with us. We are excited to have you on with us today. You make this show what it is. You make this show fun. Make sure you're getting into the comments and letting us know where you're tuning in from. Let us know about your powerful winning habits. We want to know where you struggle, where you succeed, what tips and tricks you have in the audience because you make this show fun because you are experts as well. We try to be the light. We try to guide you. Uh, but you make this show fun. So get into the comments and let us know what you're thinking, what kind of habits you're working on. We have Heather Hakes today. Steve, take it away. Talk to us. Absolutely. About I appreciate that, Cameron. Thanks for all the magic you do behind the scenes here. Appreciate you, sir. We're going to have an amazing show. Super pumped and excited about this. And, and so today, you know, the questions that, that we wanted to ask is, do you struggle with success? You know, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're trying to get you know, things going and, and there's, there's challenges and, and are you struggling? Are, are you struggling or you, you have inconsistencies in your life? In business? Are you, are you inconsistent in general? Do you wonder why some others, some people thrive while other people essentially suck wind? And so we're going to cover a lot of that and we all have, you know, good habits and bad habits. Right. And so we have an amazing guest coming on and, and you, you see a picture right there. I know Cameron's going to do a, a little bit of our bio there, but uh, we, we're going to co cover this topic, and, and th in particular, we're going to get into, you know, powerful, the power of winning, you know, winning, you know, good winning habits, and and it's going to be an amazing discussion. So appreciate everyone being on the show. L love the viewership, love the uh, the loyalty, and uh, we're going to have a blast here today. Make sure you're in the comments, commenting. Make sure you shout out who, where you're from, what city, what state. We want to hear from you. Any questions, anything you've been thinking about on your on your heart and your mind. We definitely want to hear from you. So uh, again, like Cameron said, you make the show. So I'll pass it to you, Cameron. Thank you, Mitchell. Thanks for tuning in. Mama Spiro, thanks for tuning in. Get in there. Let us know where you're tuning in from. Heather Hakes. We'll put it on live on, on the screen here. Heather Hakes, 
is a mindset coach, speaker, and author of Take the Leap. She's been featured on numerous podcasts and published in Authority Magazine, Thrive Global, Voyage Denver, and Women Who Empower and Inspire. Heather has reached tens of thousands through her international podcast, Mind over matter. Heather specializes in helping others get out of their own way by awakening their infinite potential to create their ideal life. Heather is a graduate of Tony Robbins Master University and Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass. She also studies Abraham Hicks, Dr. Joe Dispensa, and Bob Proctor's principles of alignment, brain and heart coherence, and shifting paradigms for personal mastery. She manifested six figures after taking the leap to quit corporate by aligning with her true passion and purpose and is now on a mission to help others overcome their blocks through her transformative coaching programs. Please welcome to the show, the heavenly Heather Hicks. Hey guys, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's get into it. Go ahead, Steve. No, I was just going to say, it's great to have you on the show. I know Heather and, uh, and I had a, a, a couple of conversations and it's been a blast uh, connecting with you, Heather, uh, through LinkedIn and, uh, and just, uh, just excited to have uh, you on again for us, with us. It's going to be amazing. So appreciate you. Yes. Love it. So we want to know how to get unstuck. We want, we want to have these powerful habits, these powerful winning habits, Heather. So help us out here. What are some, some of the things that sort of made you think about the power of habits and why habits are so important. Well, honestly, you know, I think whatever the teacher's teaching, they need it most. And so I've been on my own journey as we all have for years. I've got, I've been in this mindset coaching space since 2017. But ultimately what I realized was if you don't have the results you want in life, it comes back to your habits. And something that I teach is a very simple four-step process. And that is, And write this down because the more that you actively listen, you're going to remember it. So the first step is that our thoughts create our emotions and feelings. Those lead to the actions or inactions we take. This is our habits and ultimately our results in life. So what you can do is backtrack this. If you don't have the money you want, the health you want, the business, the relationships, it doesn't matter what area of life reverse engineer and start becoming aware of your habits. And ultimately what I have realized is it comes down to three things. Let's think about New Year's resolutions, right? People set up these big, hairy, audacious goals, which is amazing because you can have, be, and do anything you desire. But if you set up these big, hairy, audacious goals and you don't have a foundational belief that it's possible for you, that's your fail number one. Fail number two is if you don't even have clarity and you want, let's say you want to lose weight. Well, how much do you want to lose? Is it five pounds? Is it a specific dress size? What do you want? So step number two is if you don't even have clarity in what what you want, then you won't have those drivers behind you showing up, taking the necessary actions you need. And finally, step number three is obvious. If you aren't consistent in the actions you take, you're not going to get there. Kind of like going to the gym and doing bicep curls. You don't do them once and you're set for life. This is about a lifestyle. This is about being consistent, creating good habits and repetition. So that, that's the big thing. Belief, clarity, consistency. Love that. Love that. Belief, clarity, consistency. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And so we got some talking points here to, to kind of go through and run through with you. Uh, you gave those to us. Mindset is everything. And I think you just touched on that. Uh, I don't know if you want to go deeper into it, but I love that belief, right? The consistency. Um, you talk about you can have, be, do anything you desire. Yes. You want me to expand on that? Sure. <laughs> okay. So ultimately here, we are the creators of our life. And I think a lot of people are still asleep going through life on autopilot. And I understand this because I've been there. I did it. But when you understand how powerful you really truly are, because think about this, right? The kingdom is within. So everything is already inside of us. Everything you need to have being do what you want in your life, to have that house, the mansion, the money, it doesn't, the travels, it's accessible to you. But until you understand the power of your mind, like that thought cycle I just shared, your thoughts are creating your reality. And if you are living life unconscious and on autopilot and going through life's motions, it's very um, predictable. And so mm. you aren't being a conscious creator. You're living life by default. So I help people shift that, take back control of their life, get in the driver's seat and create your life by design. I love that. Love that. I love that. That's great stuff. It, you know, so so you you said something about mindset is everything, and you're kind of touching on it. But can you expand a little bit on what that means? I mean, I know what, what it means for me. You know, okay. I mean, I think mindset is is a hundred percent right. Say mindset is, you know, I heard you you wake up in the action mode. You you know, your attitude is a decision. What you make of it, right? I know uh, when we we went in the green room before we started. Uh, I, I think you said something, Heather, and I already forgot what you said, but you said something when we got in here. Um, do you remember what you said? About, I, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It's all right. But uh, you, it was like, it was like, uh, are you having a good day? And say, it's always a good day or something like that. I forget what you said, but it's how you make it, right? It's how you perceive things. And, and you know, we, we can look at it as an issue that is a challenge or you can look at it as an opportunity. It's really a perspective. But I'm curious your take on what mindset is everything means for you. Okay, so think about it like this. Napoleon Hill wrote a fabulous book. Most people know Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. He's got a much another book that's even better. And it's, um, shoot, it's leaving me, but it's something about the devil. Shoot, I'm sorry, I forgot that. But Napoleon Hill, just look it up. In this book, he talks about our biggest problem in life is that we have an undisciplined mind. And how I think about that is think about a dog, right? A new puppy that you have. It is difficult. Those first few weeks or maybe even months, but you've got to train the puppy. And when you train the puppy, then it shows up and it does what you want. The same thing with your mind. Every single moment you have a choice between faith or fear. And a lot of people go after fear and that's what creates worry and anxiety and depression and all of our low vibes. If instead you learn to what I call build the mindset muscle is to be intentional and mindful and catch yourself when you go down the rabbit hole. And here's a perfect example. I literally did this this weekend. So I don't know. Are you guys familiar with David Goggins? You can't, you can't hurt me. Okay. So his book, you Absolutely. can't hurt me. So David Goggins, the, the reason I respect this man, he is a mindset of steel. He is a former Navy SEAL. He has done some incredible physical feats because he has created belief, perseverance, and consistency, and he gets shit done. So this past weekend, I did his four by four by 48 challenge. 
It's insane. You run four miles every four hours for 48 hours, which will equal 48 miles. I do physical feats because I like to challenge my mindset. And even doing these, so there's, I was sleep deprived 100%. I'm sore. I had that negative self-talk. And I remember one of my runs, I had to discipline my mind. So I could have gone down that rabbit hole. I can't do this. It's too hard. I quit. I don't want to. And I know I'm better than that. And so are you. And so what I did is during that, you have to change your focus. And I started literally out loud because I don't care. I said affirmative statements. I said, I am a lion. I am strong. I am powerful. I am a finisher. But that was disciplining my mind and becoming aware before I went down the rabbit hole. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. I'm just I showing the that. book by David Goggins. And then I think the book you were talking about from Napoleon Hill. Thank you. That's a great book too. Well. Yeah. Great audible book on that one. You know me and my audibles. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, you said a lot of great things there, Heather. And, and the one that, I mean, first of all, the Goggins story, if you, if you get a chance to read it, just um, just just uh, you're going to probably need to take a shower right after because he, he's got big time potty mouth. I mean, it's it's if he drops the F-bomb every minute, but it's all right because yeah. it's great. And he gets the point across. And I wasn't offended because I understand where he's coming from. But but an amazing story. And it's it's so true. I mean, what he what he went through and and how he got through it. And like you said, it's it's all the programming in your mind. And one of the books that I like is um, Soundtracks, where it's another way to kind of reprogram the brain. And um, it's just amazing on what we what we could do. The the brain is so powerful. I don't know what the percentage is. I know they say you know we we can use it. That's, that's one of my favorite books lately. Uh, but you know we we use only a small percentage of our actual brain capacity, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and we're just, if we could just tap into that extra piece, right? I think we all have that extra, I don't know, that extra something that we just got to dig a little deep for and it comes out. And if we don't challenge ourselves, like you were talking about with that 40 by 40 uh, by 48, I think you said, you know, it's, you, you don't know what you're really capable of. Yeah. I also love what you said about fear and, and you, know, you know, perception of fear of faith big time. You know, if you go into something knowing, having the faith, faith, not religious faith, right, Heather, but it's the faith of knowing, right, what's faith, right? It's the substance of things can't see, that not seen, and the hope of things that, you know, the, the things hope for, right? I'm botching it a little bit, but that's what it is, right? And uh, and basically it's, it's but but the fear, right, that, that cliche, right, false evidence appearing real, and it's not really, it's not real for us, but we, we make it real because we just allow it to just occupy space in our brain. So if we could just live in that faith zone and just live in, in, a, in that what's going to be okay. It's going to be it's good. It's all going to work out versus oh, what if it doesn't work out. I'll tell a quick story and then I want to hear your perspective as well. But uh, I remember when I got into the martial arts, well, first I was into tennis for a lot of years. And I, I had a horrible tennis game. Horrible. No, my, fit, my physical game was great. I, I practiced five five, six days a week. I had a great game. But the challenge was, Heather, that I, I, anytime I played competitively, I was in my head and I lost. And I lost to people that had a heart that really were way worse than I was, way worse. And I got into the martial arts. I kind of got into this sort of zone where I was able to kind of get into a, a no mind zone where I was just kind of work, living in the moment and not thinking, overthinking. And when I came back to tennis, you know, about a year later, I was tremendous. My techniques were still there. Fortunately, I hadn't gone away long enough, 
but but fortunately i was my head game was completely changed and i realized the brain is so powerful and what you do or don't do can really influence you but yeah i'm just curious what you what your thoughts on that okay so you noted on two things i think are extremely important to highlight presence and overthinking. And I experience this when I go golfing. So for example, on Friday, just a couple days ago, I went and played 18 holes and I love, I don't keep score because for me, golf is fun. And if I'm keeping score, then that's when you get really self-critical and in your head. But anyway, so the last few years that I've played golf, it's very fascinating to me. So if I pay attention to the other golfers mindset and self-talk and presence, it is either going to make or break their game. And what I mean by that is they're beating themselves up from the last stroke. They're going to mess up this stroke. And so what I do is it's like, all right, if I shanked that one, whatever, I'm here right now in this moment on this stroke. And so you're right, presence and overthinking. I mean, we can think of this of any athlete in any sport, right? MLB, especially guys that go into slumps. Peter Crone, if you guys haven't heard of him, he's pretty cool. He calls himself the Mindset Architect. And Peter Crone is based in L.A., works with a lot of professional uh, baseball players. And that's what he talks about. When you get into your head and you're beating yourself up, that's how you go down the rabbit hole and create this momentum of not getting what you want. Same thing with people in sales, right? A no is just a um, – I, I call rejection redirection. So Love no it. just means, all right, go in another direction. Keep going until you get that yes. That's great. That's awesome. You know, one of the questions we want to ask you was how to get unstuck. And you're you're kind of you're kind of preempting that with with some great, great points on that. Um, I love but I love that rejection is redirection. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. Maybe I'll give you credit one time and then the rest of the times I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really interested in what are the daily habits, right? What are the daily habits that people need to practice in order to have this mindset clarity? Well, here's the good news. There is not one way to do this. There are so many books out there, Miracle Morning and Habits. And what I've done is I take away all these different teachings from mentors and I figured out what works for me. So what works for me is those first few minutes in the morning, if you are mindful and intentional, aka being proactive with your day, then you don't spend the rest of the day being reactive. So I think that's key. But for me in the morning, what's important is movement, meditation. This is the mindfulness, hydration, taking care of me. It is really that self-care, me getting in the right headspace so I can show up and serve, create content, do these interviews the rest of the day. I love that. I think, and we hear it time and time again, don't we, Steve? Just how Atomic Habits is a great one. Another one is the 5am club. There's so many good books on setting the day off right. Yeah. And, you know, you know, we've talked about this on the show a few times, how the morning ritual, morning routine is so cr critical. Um, yeah. I mean, my, mine starts with prayer, uh, meditation, reading, you know, I mean, I go on and on stretching, um, exercise. It's just, it's great. And I feel so amazing. I, mean, I had a fortune to be mentoring a young lady and we were speaking today. She was, she was like on cloud 11. I spoke to her like at nine this morning. She's like, I got up at four, which is not normal. She was like sleeping till nine 30. I got up at four and I got so much accomplished. I did this, I did that. And you know what? There's such a power in that. Yeah. I know Cameron, you were, 
you were getting up with Lynn Rowe, right? Doing that. What did you guys so, call so, it? So, so this is the deal, right? And, and this is a, the part of the habit thing that I struggle with. And maybe you can help with this, Heather, and for folks that are going through the similar struggles. I know when I get up at 4.30 in the morning, 4.45 a.m. after I hit the snooze button, which uh, I did a show with Glenn, Glenn Lundy, and he's like, don't hit that snooze button. And I, I haven't, haven't quite gotten to that point when the alarm goes off to not hit the snooze button. It's, it's too handy there, and I still hit it. But 4.30, 4.45 a.m., I am up. So Monday and Tuesday this week, I was up. 5 a.m., I'm in, in my 5 a.m. club right? Another title of another book out there. I'm in my 5 a.m. club with Lynn Rowe. 5.30-ish, I'm out the door with me and my wife. We go to the gym. We get our workout in. We get back. We're into the routine with the kids, life necessities, right? Putting things together, getting things in place, shower, get to the desk by nine. That is an ideal morning for me. I know that that's when I function clear, getting that physical activity in. I've had time to get an audible book in in the workout. I've gotten some time to be grateful. This morning, when I went to bed, probably a little too late last night. You know, there was around 12-ish, right, when I went to bed. And so this morning, I slept through the alarm. And so there, there's the habit. And I know part of the, you know, part of the secret is not letting one setback get to you but it can be so challenging because you're trying to do the right thing. You know what the right thing is, but yet, <laughs> yet something happens. So what do you tell Heather, people, Heather, that, that are dealing with these challenges? They start putting these good habits into place, but they, they meet these challenges. What do you tell people? Okay, let's start at number one. First of all, you're right. If you hit the snooze button, you're already procrastinating the first action of your day. So don't hit the snooze button. Get out of that habit. I used to hit the snooze button two or three times and drag myself out of bed and go to work because I hated my job. So if you're hitting the snooze button, if you can snooze it until 445, just set your alarm for 445, knowing you got to get up and go and start your day. I think something else that would be helpful and beneficial is that first moment when you're laying in bed, have a practice of gratitude. I call it an attitude of gratitude because when you're laying in bed and you start right then and there with the focus of something you are grateful for, you're already starting on a high vibe because mm. in the reverse, if you're starting with the snooze, you're already going, ugh, ugh, I don't want to start my day. And those are two completely different um, realities. Well, let me say this. I think this was worth the price of admission right there, Heather, because now I got myself a new habit to start. I, I, I got to figure out, like I got to tie a string around my finger or something to remind my groggy uh, as, you know, AF uh, persona at, in, in, that, in the morning hours to, to, to focus on that and remember to do it. But I think that is a strong way to start the day. So thank you for that. Heather, I know we were, you know, camera's mentioning the book, the atomic habits and it's a great book. And in that book, they talk about habit stacking. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm not sure if you had a chance to read the book, but what I love about the idea of habit stacking is we all have habits, right? And I have a lot of people that come to me. It's like, I don't, I don't know how to create ha habits. And I don't know, I, you know, how do you, how do you get so root? How do you create these routines? I say, like, you have the routines, you have, you, you have habits. It's like, I, no, I don't. I, I'm really. Do you brush your teeth every day? Well, yeah. Do Do you wash your face? Do you want you know brush your? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So so habit stacking for those that don't know, it's creating. It it's actually adding on top of a, a habit you have already, and you stack on it, right? So if you 
you know, like for me, it's in the morning. My habit stacking is I get up. The first thing I do is I go into the kitchen and I start to make the coffee, make my breakfast, put the dishes away. It's kind of, and then it, while I'm doing that, I know to turn the, turn the audible book up, you know, on, and it's all kind of, you know, part of that routine that I just built on. So it's, it's been very, very powerful for me is stacking because again, we all have habits. Like I said in the beginning, good ones and bad ones. You could just add on to that and it won't be so hard once you start, cause it's a trigger, right? Habits, there's something that triggers habits, right? You know, if you smell the smell of coffee, you want to have coffee, right? Or, you know, if you're, you know, I don't know, an, an alcoholic, you know, whatever you drinking is tough for you. You, you know, you, you walk by a bar and maybe that triggers you. You want to go inside, whatever it is, we have triggers. So curious if you're familiar with habits stacking and what your take is on that. So I actually have that book. I have not read it. And I think what's important, I love this, this idea is just to be 1% better every single day. Let's think about New Year's resolutions, right? People want to create new habits. Most of the time it has to do with health. Maybe it's money, whatever it may be. But you set out these big, hairy, audacious goals and you want to lose 60 pounds. Well, you're not going to lose 60 pounds overnight. You didn't gain 60 pounds overnight. But if you are 1% better every single day, let's say somebody wants to get into a meditation practice and they're like, all right, I'm going to meditate for an hour every single day, but they've never meditated in their life. Start small. Start with, okay, I'm going to start today. I'm going to meditate for five minutes today. And then celebrate your small wins. For those that like, ticking check boxes, have a, you know, a kill list. I, I forget who started that one, but have a kill list or the, your day's task and check it off because checking it off is also planting and rewiring. Um, you know, you had follow through, you, you did the thing that you said you were going to do. So start small, 1% better every single day. I love that. And Steve actually inspired me because we were having a conversation about push-ups the other day. And Steve said, how, how many push-ups are you up to a day, Steve? I could do a lot more, actually, but I'm at 160. I just, the time, the time to do them all. all right, I do so, 160 so, so Steve, Steve's saying 160 now. I don't know what the number was before, but it was something ridiculous, like 160. And I was like, what? And so, you know, me and my my 20 push-ups, right? I was like, all right, man, I got I gotta I gotta up my game just a little bit. And so, and he was telling me and he was giving me the advice, just just add one every day. And so I've been doing that, and I'm proud to say I did 31 today. Way to go, sir. That's yes, awesome. good job. And remember, we have to celebrate along the way because if we just brush it off, then that's not anchoring, oh, I can do it. And then you're gonna want to show up tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So true. I remember hearing it might have been on, on the Habits, uh, Atomic Habits book and great read, Heather, uh, although you could re you could write m multiple books on this topic, I know. But, um, you know, the the, uh, the 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 story I heard on the on the uh, on the book was that there was this lady that wanted to actually it's on the, the book, The Compound Effect. That's what it is. Mm. Darren Hardy. Great book, by the way. Compound Effect, Darren Hardy. But he talked about how there was this lady in his office who wanted to lose weight. And so his recommendation was, and she wanted to eventually run a marathon. So he knew, like you said, Heather, 60 miles, whatever, that's not realistic, or 60 pounds, not realistic. But his suggestion was walk around the block three times or whatever it was every day. And then just, she did that. And then she built on that. And, then, and by the time the year was over, she ran a marathon. And it was just yeah. little by little, just adding on. 
one, like you said, 1% every day, right? I mean, theoretically, right? I don't know if the math is right on this, but 1% every day is 365% better, right? And I don't know, there's probably a compound effect there. So it's probably way more than 365%, but you get the idea, right? It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was curious, unless you have something else you want to add, but I was going to ask you something else related to that, if you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. So, so you, you obviously habits are very important in your life. I'm curious, what are some of your power habits and what do they look like, you know, in your day, you kind of alluded to it, maybe your morning routine, are there, are there, is it mostly morning or is it throughout the rest of the whole day? What are those power habits for you? So I stack my day. I start with it in the morning, that morning meditation, the movement, getting in the right headspace. I'm listening to podcasts or YouTube when I'm at the gym, remembering. I listen to them when I'm getting ready. I go on my day and I end my day again. You know, some people like to kind of look and, and write out, map their day. I also like to do another meditation. This is before bed because when we could, this is a whole nother show, but we could talk about brainwaves. And when you're moving from beta to alpha to theta, as you're going to sleep kind of in that sleepy state and I'm listening to this meditation or watching my mind movie, that is the very last thing on my mind that I will go to sleep with. And that's what's going to implant in your subconscious. And that's what creates your external reality. That's, that's perfect because, you know, I'm not sure if we're ready to jump to that, but that was going to be one of the other questions, which is, you know, how do you reprogram the subconscious mind? And I, I know that in my, now my take, and I'll tell you my take, and then I'd like to hear yours. My take being the tongue is extremely powerful in what you speak, you're speaking and you're mm -hmm. reprogramming the brain from, from the inner ear versus the outer ear. And the brain kind of hears it differently and it goes into the back of the brain, the subconscious brain versus the conscious brain. And, and so what you're, what you're speaking and what you're hearing obviously makes a difference. Certainly what you're hearing also can change it, but the most powerful being the subconscious brain, the, through, the, through the tongue and through what you're saying, going in through the subconscious brain. And I love what you said about, and I don't, I'm not a scientist and I am not, don't have that kind of brain, the, the theta, the beta, all that stuff. That's fascinating to me, although, but, but I love what you said, but, um, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on, on reprogramming and, and you, you kind of alluded to it somewhat, somewhat a little bit here, but if you could expand on that, that'd be amazing. Sure. At a very high level, because this goes into um, some quantum physics stuff, but Dr. Bruce Lipton is huge on this and he makes it fun and light. He's such a good teacher. But ultimately, if you think of this, because I'm very visual, think of an iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is our conscious mind. And that's only 5% of the picture. The subconscious is the 95%. So if you consciously want to create better habits and have better results in your life, but you don't anchor and align with your subconscious beliefs, those are your memories, those are the habits, that's your programming from childhood up until now. If you don't understand what's in the subconscious, you can consciously want change, but you're going to struggle and effort and it's going to be really difficult to get there. How another reason I think Another way I think of this is your mind is a garden. So Steve, as you were saying with the thoughts you speak, those are very powerful. But even before your, um, sorry, what you're speaking are your thoughts. And think of it this way, that what you're thinking, you're, we have somewhere between 70,000 thoughts per day. And day after day, they're pretty much the same thoughts over and over because we're not, you know, that creative. But if you just simply become aware of some of those thoughts, you'll understand the seeds you're planting in your garden which is the subconscious, the subconscious doesn't care what thoughts you are thinking. 
the thoughts that you keep thinking create your beliefs and you're fertilizing those. We all know you reap what you sow. So ultimately, if you want to change these habits and you realize you're struggling, efforting, coming up against the wall, you will understand that there's a subconscious um, program that does not align with that conscious desire. That's great stuff. I've, I've heard it said this is that subconscious brain doesn't can't take a joke. Whatever it hears, it thinks is true, right? Whatever it's seeing, yeah. whatever it's hearing on the subconscious level, it just believes. And it's at some point, if you're, if you're programming it or you're seeing it, like that's the power of having a dream board, a vision board, right? Where you're looking at these things and you're like your brain, your subconscious brain is saying, yeah, well, why don't we have that boat yet? I mean, we, it's, we're supposed to have that boat. It's just in there, right? And, and that's the power of the subconscious. It's that it just, it doesn't understand real versus imagined right it's to, to the subconscious mind it's the same and we, yeah. we talked about it before and and just that that moment of catching yourself between saying i have to and i get to right yeah the the things that we choose to sort of think about the things that we do and making sure that our verbal habits are in line with our goals where we want to go in life connecting right now to where we want to be when we speak, with what we do, with how we behave, with what we eat, with how we exercise, uh, because it all plays into a part of the game, into these, these the, the winning mindset, right, Heather? Uh, I, I love, love, love that piece of it. Uh, we're, we're getting close here uh, to the end of the show, and I know that you have uh, a free giveaway uh, for folks. So I wanted you to have a chance to talk about that, Heather, uh, and also how you would love people to get in touch with you uh, to give folks help, whether it's the golf swing, whether it's being more productive in their day, whether just they, they want to get some clarity and consistency in their life. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, as I was just talking about this whole idea of reprogramming your subconscious mind, you can get a free video training on my website, heatherhakes.com. That's also a great place to connect with me on my YouTube channel, my podcast, and all the social platforms, just heatherhakes.com. Love it, love it. And so they should connect with you there. And what's what's one thing, you know, if somebody's just like, man, I, you know, this this is all challenging. What's one thing that somebody should start with today? Okay. I would give one key takeaway is to create clarity. What is it that you do want? This is something I have. It's called a massive action plan. If you write in the center, you get clear on what you want, and then you go 10 layers deep why you want this thing. Those will be your drivers, the anchors for you to show up even when on the days you don't feel like it. So figure out what it is you want and why you want it. Go 10 layers deep. Love it. Love it. I'm just going to throw that on the screen. Clarity. That is our word for the day. Get clear. And at this time in our show, we get real clear on one thing. And that's where yeah. we go out and we're going to crush it. Steve. Yeah, I just want to say one thing. Listen, Heather, this is awesome. I mean, anyone that listened to this, I'm sure was extremely blessed. Uh, if you're watching this on the replay, right, uh, put down hashtag replay so we know we, we, you got to watch this and, and uh, share it out to community. It's amazing content. Make sure to connect with Heather. It's phenomenal. Make sure we go uh, come back uh, next week. Next week at camera, we have a pretty amazing, another, another amazing panelist, right? Uh, Holly Aviola, right? On authentic energy it's going to be a pretty amazing show so don't miss that next week same bad time same bad channel 1 p.m eastern on wednesday it's going to be amazing but uh but listen 
Heather said it out well. We have the ability. We have all that it takes within us. You could do it. Start 1% at a time. Don't beat yourself up. And go out, like Cameron said, go out and crush it. Crush the day. Crush this week. And, and be the light for the world because the, the, the world's hurting right now. Yep. It starts in your brain. Starts in your heart. Moves up to your brain. And then be, beam that light out to the rest of the world. We need it. You know, prayers to, to those in, in Ukraine and and all the all the people suffering out there. And we 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 are a light here. So we're gonna leave, we're gonna end it uh, with uh, the way we always do, which is uh, we're gonna count down a crush it. So Heather, if you could participate with us, okay. five, four, four, three, three two, two, one, crush it. Go out and have an amazing week. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you very much, Heather. We got our calls to action coming here. We will see you next time. Thank you for watching the show. I have two, two, count them, one, two big call to actions for you. Number one, if you haven't clicked on the bell on Steve Spiro, the Master Connectors profile, go to that bell, hit it so you never miss this live show and post from Steve Spiro. And then the second big request is if you're interested in learning from Steve Spiro, the Master Connector, and myself, Cameron Toth, host of BizDev Live and the co-host of this show, June 7th and 8th, we are conducting a workshop. We got a lot going on. And for anybody that gets in early, I know you don't know the cost. You don't know all the details. June 7th and 8th, you just got a date. It's going to be a virtual conference, but we got a lot coming into it. If you're interested in being a part of that, take a leap. Get into Steve Spiro's DMs. Hit him with hashtag workshop. We got some extras coming your way, whether or not you register for the conference at all. We just want to see if you're interested. So let us know that, and we look forward to seeing you next week.